Good evening. I'm Kate France. And I'm Tabby Tyler. Tonight, we talk about how the Windsors have nothing on the Tudors or the Stuarts in terms of scandals. So grab a beverage. It's time for a night in. So all of the royal buzz has been about Harry and Meghan moving to Canada, and the tabloids will have you believe that there is some pernicious explanation as to why the Duke and Duchess of Sussex are stepping back from their positions as senior members of the royal family. Fox News, of course, is at the forefront of this chatter, with tabloids stating such inane headlines as Prince Harry, Meghan Markle exit, was chaos at Christmas, final nail in the coffin, or Prince Harry and Meghan Markle bound for big Hollywood payday? Or, my favorite, the new Burger King? Prince Harry offered fast food job after stepping back from royal duties. Fox News is so dumb. So dumb. If if he were the next Burger King, do you think Meghan could be the next Dairy Queen? <laughs> All joking aside, on the Royal Family official website, the Queen posted an announcement about the upcoming transition saying, quote, Today my family had very constructive discussions on the future of my grandson and his family. You know what's funny about that? My grandson and his family. Right? It must be an English thing. My family and I are entirely supportive of Harry and Meghan's desire to create a new life as a young family. Although we would have preferred them to remain full-time working members of the royal family, we respect and understand their wish to live a more independent life as a family, where, wow, remaining a valued part of my family. She says family so many times. Drink when you hear it. (laughs) Harry and Meghan have made clear that they do not want to be reliant on public funds in their new lives. You know, I've never heard of parents being upset that their kids have stopped asking them for money. Right. Parents never actually stop paying for children, though. And you know they still have that Netflix and Hulu login. (laughs) However, if Queen Elizabeth II is anything, it's proper. Sure, she had her growing pains and scandals. I imagine you could say that her great-great-grandmother, Queen Victoria, was not amused. But compared to the people around her, she's been nothing but angelic. It almost makes me feel really good about my life, knowing that the royal family has had its fair share of drama. Yeah, people can sit on their high horses and say that, you know, certain behaviors are decidedly low class. But then we can all remember that Edward VIII abdicated the throne to marry a divorcee and, you know, was allegedly sympathetic towards the Nazi party. And we can remember that Charles had an affair with Camilla and dreamed of living in her trousers. (laughs) And that... Andrew had ties to Jeffrey Epstein. And that the Queen Mother loved to bet on horses and that the bookmakers closed the day of her funeral. And that Margaret smoked and drank like a roadie for the Sex Pistols. I mean, honestly, when you look at the history of scandals that have rocked the royal family, this current one seems so not scandalous. Yeah, it's it's actually not interesting. Young royal couple leaves royal duties to raise family and have seemingly more normal lives it's like the tabloids are reaching to make it more dramatic than it is so we're here to inform you that if you want real drama you should look to history to reveal it to you so is it blasé to start with henry the eighth is it banal to reference the outcast song roses i'll finish it for you when it comes to the tutors roses really did smell like poo poo (laughs) 
<laughs> the reign of Henry VIII raised the bar for royal scandals. And it all started when he wanted to bang Anne Boleyn. <laughs> well, y- yes and no. Henry did want to marry Anne Boleyn, which was a problem because he was already married to Catherine of Aragon. But Catherine was proving to be a problem to the king because she was not giving birth to sons who could become heirs to the throne. All but one of her children died in birth or shortly after. The only one to survive was Mary. Who eventually becomes a vital player in the unfolding drama. So Henry wanted out of this marriage with Catherine because he wanted to avoid a succession crisis. His father, Henry VII, had ascended the throne after a civil war over rival claims to the throne. The War of the Roses. Exactly. Henry wanted to avoid this uncertainty by securing a son to leave no question over succession. (laughs) That went terribly awry. So Anne is the new hot babe who might produce a son, but marriage to Anne was necessary so that the child would have an actual claim to the throne. So Henry appeals to the Pope to annul his marriage to Catherine, and the Pope says no. The ideas present in the Protestant Reformation had taken a hold of scholars and theologians largely in thanks to the propagation of information by the printing press in the 16th century. The seed of dissent had been placed in the minds of many that the Catholic Church was abusing its power. Though Henry VIII was eager to marry Anne Boleyn, his decision to break from the Catholic Church and papal jurisdiction was bolstered by the growing political and ideological differences between Rome and England. After Henry was denied his annulment to Catherine, he took matters into his own hands and separated England from papal jurisdiction. This was accomplished by a series of acts of parliament, the final act declaring that Henry was the supreme head on earth of the Church of England. This allowed the monarch the final authority on legal and doctrinal disputes, and also deprived the papacy of revenue from England. Since Rome was out of the picture, Henry could now annul his marriage with Catherine and get to marry an Anne, who would go on to have no sons, but instead a daughter, the future Queen Elizabeth I. He eventually took Anne's not having a son as an act of betrayal, and after some good drama, accused her of adultery and had her beheaded. He then married Jane Seymour, who had a son, Edward VI, But Edward only reigned as king for six years before he died at the age of 15, leaving Mary and Elizabeth as heirs. It just goes to show that, no matter how hard you try to control it, destiny has a way of writing itself. The English Reformation set the precedent for years of infighting between the Protestants and the Catholics. Mary restored the papal jurisdiction over England while she was queen, but after her death, Elizabeth came into power and re-established the Protestant Church, of which she became supreme governor. She spent her entire life avoiding would-be conservative assassins who wished to restore the papal jurisdiction, and died with no children, the Tudor line dying with her. And as we exit the House of Tudor, we enter into the drama of the House of Stuart. After Elizabeth died, a small crisis was averted when her first cousin, twice removed, came in deus ex machina to solve the succession problem. How was that? Well, her first cousin, twice removed, happened to be the great-great-grandson of Henry VII, which made him eligible to accede the throne of England and Ireland, but he was also the son of Mary, Queen of Scots, making him the king of Scotland. So you know what that means. James should be king and unite all three kingdoms. 
And so he did. And he had a son, Charles I, who had two sons, Charles II and James II. Now, James II was the standby son in case anything happened to Charles II. So he lived his life in a cavalier manner. Nice. Thank you. As the spare, he enjoyed playing the field. In playing the field, he used the classic line, Hey, I'm the heir presumptive and you're a commoner, but I'll totally marry you. When trying to seduce a woman named Anne Hyde. Did it work? It totally worked. Anne got pregnant, and true to his word, James married her. And to his credit, in spite of having many mistresses and being labeled the most unguarded ogler of his time, he apparently was a loving husband and awesome dad to their two children who survived infancy, Mary and Anne. Most unguarded ogler. So he'd sleep with anyone? Oh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, anyone. The Bishop of Salisbury, Gilbert Burnett, once said, James's mistresses must have been given him by his priests as a penance. <laughs> now, even though he enjoyed his wanton gallivanting, he was also the son of a king who started a civil war. The English Civil War in 1642. Charles I ruled by saying that his absolute power was granted by God and continually dissolved the parliament. He also married a Roman Catholic and lessened religious restrictions on Catholics, thus putting at risk the Reformed Church of England. Parliament, clearly fed up, formed an army led by Oliver Cromwell called the Roundheads. King Charles and the Royalists were known as the Cavaliers. James II and Anne were smuggled into France during the Civil War, with James dressed as a woman. Charles II followed shortly after. Cromwell's army defeated the Cavaliers, and in 1649, Charles I was tried and executed for treason. Cromwell acted as Lord Protector thereafter, but often found himself at odds with Parliament, much like Charles I did. In 1658, Cromwell died of pneumonia, and his son was named his heir, this lasted for a short period of time until Parliament voted to reinstate the monarchy and Charles II became King of the Three Kingdoms. Meanwhile, in France, James and Anne fell in love with the Catholic faith and converted in secret. So for over a decade, he's like stealth praying until his brother, Charles II, orders everyone to take an oath to the Church of England, which James refuses to take. And very dramatically, everyone finds out that the king's brother is a secret papist. The king is extremely upset about this and orders James's kids, Mary and Anne, to be raised Protestant, which they are. Except by now, James's first wife has died and James decides to double down on the whole Catholicism thing by marrying a 15-year-old Italian princess named Mary of Modena, which pleases literally no one, and rumors spread that she's an agent of the Pope. While James is off marrying Catholic princesses, the king and his wife are struggling to conceive. Now, do they think, hey, maybe it's science and biology and all the interbreeding of royal houses for centuries that's limiting our fertility? No, of course not. It's obviously some sort of papist plot to give the throne to James. Or at least that's the rumor spreading amongst a lot of the commoners, which causes an intense wave of anti-Catholic tension in the country and puts the king and James II at odds. But then a plot is uncovered. Someone wants to assassinate both of them in order to abolish the throne altogether, and this creates a counterwave of sympathy for the brothers that improves morale towards the monarchy and reunites the brothers as family and comrades. But then, 
King Charles II dies very suddenly of apoplexy. Which at the time, everyone thought was because of poison, but modern scientific analysis reveals that Charles more likely died from renal failure. But I'm sure this didn't help the theory that the Pope was trying to take over England. It did not. So, James finally becomes King James II of England and the Seventh of Scotland, and at first everyone, including Parliament, is happy, because after a hundred years of bloody fights for the throne, the transition was sort of just orderly and bureaucratic, with most of the officers and staff staying the same. Which didn't last long, because James immediately started making people nervous by raising a standing army, putting Catholic commanders in power, and reducing or removing punishments against Catholics. Like father, like son. And all of this raises the hackles of many Protestant lords, including William, the Prince of Orange, who is King James's nephew. Now, William is important because he's also married to James's oldest daughter, Mary. The one who was raised super Protestant. Yes, and she was crazy about him. She was so devoted and loving that even though she was technically next in line for the throne, she said, quote, she would be no more but his wife and that she would do all that lay in her power to make him king for life. End quote. And on top of being number one in Mary's heart, he was the number one alternative to James in a lot of people's eyes. Are we going to address the fact that William the Prince of Orange and his wife Mary were first cousins? Nope. So while James is trying to empower his Catholic brethren and his son-in-law slash nephew is totally planning to depose him, his Italian princess wife has a baby. Finger quotes has a baby. Well, she definitely had a baby, but it might have been born stillborn. And so this rumor spreads that the baby was stillborn and a new one was smuggled into the room when she wasn't looking by way of a bedpan. And this rumor was intense. And I mean intense. It was, does Obama have a birth certificate levels of equally absurd and prevalent in both society and peasantry? They called the boy a changeling and used the rumor to discredit his right to the throne when James tried to make him the heir over Mary. And this causes what would ultimately be called the Glorious Revolution. William invades Britain and basically chases James out of England, deliberately allowing him to escape to France, where he lived out the rest of his life in exile. Mary takes the throne, but doesn't want it. William's super hardcore wants it. And Parliament splits the difference, making them both joint sovereigns. And most importantly, the British Bill of Rights is drafted, wherein it is specified that the ruler of England does so not by divine right, by the consent of Parliament. It also limited the power of the crown. Unlike in Henry's day, when he had the final say, under the new Bill of Rights, the monarchy couldn't override laws put in place by Parliament. And over the next few hundred years, the power of the monarchy dwindles, and the position of monarch becomes more of a cultural identity than an actual necessity, which is why people are upset and confused about paying the taxes that fuel their lavish lifestyles. Even the decision of Harry and Meghan to step down is under intense public scrutiny because the people still expect they will have to pay for their security detail. Well, I enjoyed talking about some real drama. What about you? I did as well. And to our listeners, do you have any historical drama you want to hear us talk about? Did we miss any interesting stories that you know of? Write into us on Twitter or Instagram at Tyler and France, F-R-A-N-T-Z, and we will give you a shout out on the show. And also, while you're at it, follow and like our feed. We'll see you next week for another night in. So until then, bye. Bye. So what are we doing this week, Brain? <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Pinky. <laughs>
try and come up with an introduction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good evening, I'm Kate Franz and I'm Tabby Tyler. And this tonight, week we talk about how nobody really needs to care about Meghan and Harry. How Meghan and Harry are the least of the crown's worries. Well, no, that sounds no. a little threatening. <laughs> it's like, here comes Tabby Tyler. <laughs> I stand for Cromwell. <laughs> Execute Order 1776. <laughs> Execute Order 1776. Phase two of the revolution. You've done well, princess. Um, so, um, good evening. I'm Kate France and I'm Tabby Tyler. And tonight we talk about... Oh, the tabloids would have gone crazy for Henry VIII. <laughs> <laughs> Meghan and Harry are not the first to cause a stir <laughs> in Buckingham Palace now. We've now babbled for nine minutes and 38 <laughs> seconds. Um... um there's so many bad us doing British accents on this. I know. Um, this needs to have a good blooper reel. I, we haven't even started the show yet. Our blooper reel is us just talking about nothing. <laughs> that used to be our show. I know, that's uh, true. That's, <laughs> um, well, we could just say how scandals were a lot more interesting historically in the past in the 1600s yes i like where you're going with this hold on okay. scandals were a lot more interesting the house of windsor has nothing on <laughs> um the tutors or the stewards yeah in terms of scandals the house of windsor has nothing, nothing on the tutors, tutors or the stewards. stewards okay yeah 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 okay 